Welcome to Documentary First, inside look at a first-time filmmaker's journey. I am your host, Josh Lindsay from the Movie Proposal Podcast. And with us, but not really with us, is our first-time filmmaker, Christian Taylor. Hey, Josh. We are still Zooming. We are Zooming. We're Zooming. Hey, are you doing the Movie Proposal Podcast, speaking of the Movie Proposal? Yeah, we just did one on Zoom as well. You did. So you guys are just going to keep on rolling. Keep on rolling. Yeah, actually, we need to record one this week, Jason. So Okay. <laughs> we'll figure that out. <laughs> All right. Uh, so what movies did you talk about in the last one? Um, well, speaking of movie proposal, uh, Jason, who's on the movie proposal, is with us. So hello, Jason Rugg. Hello. Uh, hi, hello. Um, what did we do last time? Oh, uh, Harriet. Harriet, yeah. Harriet. But oh, Harriet Tubman. in that movie. I'll have to listen to your podcast. You, well, you should watch the movie, and then you can listen to the podcast. Yes. Good idea. Did you like it? <laughs> give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down. I'll, I'll give you a thumbs almost all the way up. Like, it was definitely worth watching. Everyone should watch it. Uh, but it probably would have been better as, like, a series, you know, like a mini series of sorts. Hmm. Um, it just It's just hard to really get to know her in a 90-minute film and uh, do it justice. Yeah. Okay. So. Good to know. But today we're not talking about Harriet or the movie proposal. We're talking about the girl who wore freedom and its first time filmmaker who uh, had some French people living with her who are no longer living with you. Oh, How did I you know. So what sad ha- about that. I was surprised they're no longer with you because yes. I didn't think they could, they could leave. I was surprised too. <laughs> I actually thought that they were going to be here. I don't know. Indefinitely. I was kind of hoping that was the case. They had a visa to the end of April. And so, uh, they were safe here. We got back from South Carolina. I think we were pretty nervous. Uh, I didn't talk about how we got back, but uh, I canceled my flight and didn't fly and then drove home with Flavia and Thomas. And so um, one of the things that was the most difficult during that time was the day that I got there, the morning of the 13th, I found out that my mom had had a stroke. Oh, no. And, um, oh, no. Yeah, it was a horrible, horrible thing. My mom is super young. Like, she is looks and acts 50 very physical and she uh she just had a stroke so she was paralyzed on the left side of her body and she um has been in the hospital for the last two weeks so i wanted to see her so i canceled my flight we rode with flavia and toma to tennessee mcminnville tennessee where my mom lives and i got to see her for three hours and then they locked the hospital down so that was super hard but I was very thankful for the chance to be able to see her at least once. And then um, we drove home the next day and we were safe ensconced in our home, slathered in, you know, uh, hand sanitizer all the way home. <laughs> and we thought for sure they would be here at least until the end of April. But um, I think France began really strongly encouraging everyone to come back and they weren't sure if they stayed, if and when they could get back. So mm. it did make wow. it back. They're safe and sound and still helping us on the film. They've been incredible during this whole time, helping us with our rights and permissions and finding original film that was shot by the Signal Corps in the National Archives. Um, so we're happy about that. And um, Yeah. I mean, I think when we got back, we were still reeling from like, okay, well, what's this new world order that we're going to be living in? Are they going to go back? Um, But we were still working. 
there is plenty of work still to do on this film. And now is a good time to do that for us. Um, you know, people often wonder what does it look like to work on rights and clearances? I say it all the time. What does that mean? Well, we have a spreadsheet in Google Drive that has over 300 images and st you know, stills and video. Um, and we have to demonstrate that every single one of those is either in the public domain or we have a piece of paper from someone signing, giving us the rights to use it. Um, that's true also for music that we have, a Life magazine cover and uh, you know, page that we have. Uh, and so I have to do the work to find out either how to get the numbers to demonstrate that it's in the public domain, how to cite it, or um, I have to buy the rights. So um, Thomas was spending a lot of time in the online archives trying to download um, and find footage that's in our film. It's like finding a needle in a haystack, but we made good progress. Flavi was um, taking all the documents and all the pictures and trying to get people to sign our releases. And that's hard when people don't want to answer their emails or things like that. Um, the big success that we had last week is that Bill and I were continuing to edit and we needed to get to where we were 100% picture locked in the story. Wait, 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 stop right there. You had told us you were picture locked like, I feel like it was like months ago. <laughs> yes, that's true. Um, however, when we were watching it, we realized there were one or two other places since we had a little extra time, we were going to open up and have the narration be a little bit uh, have some spaces and pauses in there and we had to fix one little transition. So that after that, <laughs> then we're done. So, and, and, uh, and Jeff wanted to tweak the score, but he didn't, couldn't do that till we were done. So now until a distributor says you need to edit for time or you need to do X, Y, Z, or we won't buy it or whatever. Um, this is it. The movie's done. And we've now sent it off to Jeff Kurtenacker to, you know, do his magic with the score. We've sent off the sound files, the OMF files to Jason Hoban, who's doing his magic with the sound effects and mixing. And I'm going to record the narration, I think, one more time. We're going to have to use Source Connect and do it virtually with Jason in the studio. And we're also going to be sending off the film to, um, I think, a guy, Rodney Williams in Nashville to do color correction for us. So we've made a lot of progress this past week in terms of actually finishing the film um, and our rights. I was able to get the rights to two of our photos from the Imperial War Museum in England. Um, I had to pay $200 for those for a five-year use. And then I, I had to track down and find, there's one photo in our film of these kids hit, uh, hid, hiding in a ditch. It's this beautiful photo. And it was, I knew it was kids in a ditch in England, but I just didn't know how in the world I was going to find that. But I ended up finding the library that it exists in. I was able to get a rights for a five-year use for that, which was like around $200 as well. Can and, I ask a question? Um, yeah. Explain the five-year use. Uh, what happens in five years? Then you have to renew the license. So um, we just, at this point, are getting film festival licenses because it's all we can afford. So we want to be able to show it in all these film festivals um, without being in trouble. So um, we got a five-year 
license for those to show those all over the world. When we get distribution, we will have to get licenses for other uses, depending on where it's going to show and how long of a license they will give. Okay. Thanks. Gotcha. All right. And question. so in the rights Bible, then are you saying that we only have the rights for film festival usage? And then if you do, if someone, if a distributor buys it, then they have to go buy additional rights or well, how, do, how do you do that? Well, um, so first until a distributor buys it, they understand that I'm trying to get someone to buy it, but I need to show it. And so they right. charge me a really low rate for a short time usage. Once we strike a deal with a distributor or even a network, they have to show they have the rights and they really don't want to be involved in every five years going to get a new license. So they prefer having licenses that are worldwide use in perpetuity, meaning you can use it all over the world for however long you want. Um, and the people that we have to talked to just are not going to do that. So even in INA in France, the best license we could get for worldwide use was going to be um, not a theatrical release use, but just other media for 30 years. So it means that when we turn in our rights Bible, somebody has to track and manage those rights for the distribution. We will probably always have to be involved in that as well because I don't anticipate selling this so that someone else owns it. I anticipate licensing the film so that a distributor can license it to end users. Okay. But I don't know. Remember, <laughs> I'm a first time filmmaker. I'm just figuring it out as I go along. <laughs> it's the wild. All right. Wow. So you're, you're making progress on the rights. Um, and so that's going like percentage wise, how much more do you have to go? Do you think? Great question. I think we're one third there. We, I sort of tracked it the other day and one third of everything is cleared. The other one third is people that we know who are going to give us the rights, but haven't actually given us the paperwork that says you can use this. So two thirds of things I'm, I feel pretty confident about. The other third, um, I think we have about 20 video clips that we have to clear, and then we have a lot more photos. But most of them are in the National Archives, but getting the photos and showing that they are Signal Corps or, you know, they're United States images has been the most challenging because they're not digitized. So I'm going to have to hire an, an archivist in College Park, Maryland to help me with that part. Wow. So, yeah. Well, that's, at least you know what you got to do. That's yeah. Of it. <laughs> There's a path to victory. We do yes. have a path. Yes. We do have a path. The biggest thing that's in our way now is just the, the funding. So the other thing that we did this week is we did apply for a small business relief loan um, from the government because we are one of those small businesses that is severely affected by this downturn or this, you know, plague. Um, because now people are holding on to their money as they should. And that means that we just don't have any way to get our, you know, ball across the goal line. So right. hopefully um, we're going to apply for, um, well, we did apply for a small business loan. Um, they were at 4% and you have 30 years to pay it back. Um, yeah, it's really favorable. Yeah, that's not know. bad. <laughs> 
So I think the process for that is we fill out paperwork and they call us and interview us. And I don't know what happens after that. We'll have to see. So. Oh. All right. So I'll what? Posted uh, on so that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Flavi and Tomat are home. You're working on rights and clearances. You got about a third to go. You're stuck at home because of COVID-19. Uh, the, you know, score is about to be wrapped up. Color and you're waiting here back from film festivals. We're, we're just kind of sitting here waiting for the gate to open so you can just get to these film festivals, right? Yeah, I'm so excited. I really hope we get in. Um, I'm very anxious. I, I We were accepted to the Beach Cities International Film Festival next April. So what that taught me was, I think I said before, they can accept you into the film festival at any point. So I check every day, you know, wondering, did, did we get in? And, um, so I'm just very so anxious. A- a- April, 2021 or this April? No, next April, April, 2021. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So, um, <laughs> yeah. That's the one in California, right? Yeah. So at least we know we're going to be at right. one. Um, we Wait, but aren't in- you also in Michael Moore's? We were asked to submit and give uh, a waiver. Okay. So we're not in, we're not an official selection after, you know, giving you a waiver, inviting you to submit, you know, gets you, lets you know they're really interested and they want to see what you've got to show. And, and that, still- that film festival's invite only, right? Yeah. 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 So that was a big so, deal for us. Very that's interesting. In July. <laughs> that's in July. So I don't know yeah. if, if that will even happen. Um, oh, we lost Josh. <laughs> oh, sorry. My, uh, Low on battery. Uh, I'm back. Though. Can you see me? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. So it's just, it's very exciting. We're waiting every day. I think what's going to be interesting is to find out what's going to happen in our industry. Um, yeah. It's changing all the deliverables for everybody because the industry has completely come to a halt. There really is no production um, other than pre-production and post-production work that can be done virtually. And so it's changing, you know, with all the movie theaters being shut down as well, all the release dates of all the major films, everything's just being pushed back. The release dates, the production dates, the festival dates. So we have no idea how that's going to impact the industry as a whole or how it's going to impact us. We don't know. And, And the other thing is that you're looking at an audience now that's really hungry for content because... They have nothing. They're quarantined. They're sitting at home. They have nothing right. to do. So well, it's actually, help. yeah, sorry. it could be a good thing. We're going to help a little bit. Uh, I think next week I started production on a 3D audio uh, radio theater project. Ooh, and cool. it's about a 10 minutes of The Princess and the Goblin by George MacDonald. So uh, I think we're going to put that out there. Just let people listen and see what they think and at least to give them something to think about. And we're continuing to put up new little videos. So we're creating some of our own little new content as we can and trying to give people a little joy while they're stuck at home. Very cool. Sounds good. Well, my dog just stole my son's shoe and ran outside. So (laughs) this might be a good place to take a break. But there's more to come from Documentary First, for sure. uh, Yeah, and everybody, please, please, please interact with us on social media. Um, You know, if you have any spare change to throw our way, we'd be most grateful. And 
please pass on the word to others. Just share our trailers and our content and get the word out. Sounds good. Well, hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Documentary First, where we believe everyone has a story to tell and you can be the one to tell it. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Documentary First. We really appreciate your partnership with us. We can't do any of this without you. So thank you so much for listening, for donating, and for following along on our journey. If you are able to make a donation this week, we really would appreciate it. We are supported by donors who give us $100 or less, so anything helps. Also, if you're able to share the news about the girl who wore freedom with your friends and family, please do that on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or email, and sign up for our newsletter at Normandy Store. Please go to normandystories.com slash donate to make a donation today.